News, views, opinions, and attitudes. Attitudes. There's actually uh, intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. stand for freedom and each person made a difference but then the world changed isolation came in obedience corporate evil well i choose to fight back i'm gonna take a stand wellness is the key and nature has our answers our children are our future switch your shopping dollars Switch them back to Made in Canada and the USA. Take a stand. Take a stand for liberty. Visit MyLibertyStand.com. That's www.MyLibertyStand.com. And welcome to Right On Radio. Yes, we are doing news, views, opinions, and attitudes. Today, we're going to talk about the parallel that's happening between the political world and the physical world. And the title of this episode is Problem Reaction Solution Reset, The Battle for Your Mind. And yes, it is Problem Reaction Reset has always been part of the agenda of the Brotherhood Cabal, but you also must think that the Lord creates problems and creates reactions and create solutions, and the Lord has a reset in mind as well. Who will win? Well, Jesse, I'm betting on the Lord. I don't have to bet, Jeff. I already know he's won. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he has, and he has declared that. So we're going to take a a step back. We're going to jump up to a higher elevation. We're going to look at... uh, What's happening around the world, we're going to take a uh, a different point of view. We're going to analyze what's happening in the physical. We're going to uh, tell you what we think is happening in the spiritual. And I'm just going to start out with a strong statement. Uh, 
we're in a world war. And the battle is not only for your mind, it is for your body and for your soul as well, Jesse. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's important to realize that this really is a threefold battle, you know, for our spirit, our soul, and our body. And, you know, a couple of the things that are really interesting as we dive into this discussion, Jesse, is, you know, there's a lot of talk about energy and energy crisis. And when we, and we'll get into Ukraine and Russia and what the United States and Canada have been doing and all around the Western world. And it's all focused around energy and all the news is focused around energy, but they're thinking of energy that's this black goo that comes out of the ground that powers this world. Well, what energy does the Lord want to bring in? What energy is really been suppressed from us to keep us from who we are and uh, walking into our Jesse, our dominion and authority? That's right. And I would take it a step farther. You know, I would say it's more than, it's not just about the black goo that, you know, as living beings, we are over 75% water. And, you know, we've been bringing out a lot of stuff in our prior shows, which if people haven't watched, you know, go back, start with that Texas Tea episode and work forward to kind of understand what's been going on. But, elementals. you know, yeah, as they bring out those elementals and the alchemy, really what's behind it is creating people who literally are hydrogen bombs. And, you know, what is the most elaborate form of energy? It's that hydrogen. And so I really think that that's a big chunk of, of where this is going. That unlimited, so, un, you know, energy. H2O, we, uh, we need water to survive. The, the elements of water are hydrogen, hydrogen, oxygen, H2O. Your body, you're right, is about 75% oxygen. Just to understand, and I know I've said this before, but to understand how powerful you are, and I'm not talking about you as a bomb, but just if you were to extract out of the basic human being, the amount of hydrogen that's in your body is enough to power essentially your country for a day. Like I'm talking every factory, every light, every, you know, everything that is going, you have enough hydrogen power in you to power your country for a day. Imagine if your mind was understanding who you are in Christ, knowing the type of even physical power that is inside of you. That's right. And it all goes, you know, you can look this up in scripture. It talks about that the spirit of God is fire and water, you know. So even in a spiritual state, we still have that connection um, with these different elements. It's not just physical elements or the physical body where we have those physical elements. So it's important to understand that connection, that everything is intimately connected at that quantum level between the physical and the spiritual worlds. I'm so glad you brought up the fire, Jesse, because 
so we're filled with water and we're made of carbon. By the way, when they put on carbon taxes, are they just taxing human beings? <laughs> you know, I think they are. I mean, I, I wonder about that too. It's like the stuff, the names they come up for some of these things. You're like, what's really going on? <laughs> yeah. No, this is a human slavery tax. That's exactly what it is. But you brought up the fire because God is water and fire. So we're made in his God image and Jesus created a way for us to become the new God man, God woman. Actually, I could get into a whole right. thing about woe man and man. <laughs> I, I might do that. Uh, however, do that to me, Jeff, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I might. <laughs> Are you kidding? But the fire, how do we have the fire inside of us, Jesse? That's the Holy Spirit. That's right. We're going to be bringing that out this year. You know, we're going to be talking about what does it exactly mean, not just, you know, in word that we're made in God's image, but is there really physical and spiritual evidence of that image of God? And we'll be doing some more discussions on that and bringing that out. Well, it's written in our DNA. God put his signature right inside right. of each one of us. So I think there's some evidence right there. But yeah. how do we get more of the fire in us before we get into all the, the geopolitical stuff? And uh, listen, it's simply obedience. But this world has done everything. And when I say everything, they've left no stone unturned uh, to keep you from being obedient to God. Yeah, that, you know, they definitely want to shut down that obedience uh, because, you know, that obedience is what makes our light or the light of Christ in us shine brighter. And so they want to turn that off. They want to turn it off and weaponize us. Yep. They want to weaponize our authority. They want to weaponize the power that's in us because again our battle is not against the physical things in this world we battle against princes and principalities and jesse yeah. we are given authority to do that the church has not told us this the church has just told us pray pray that you can make your bills next week pray that you know that cancer will recede well what if Cancer never had permission to enter our lives. And, and look, I'm not diminishing anyone who's suffering through that. We've all lost people. I lost my mother 10 years ago to cancer. Uh, it's devastating what happens to a family. I'm not being unsympathetic. But I'm going to suggest, Jesse, that cancer wasn't a problem 100 years ago. I'm going to suggest right. that you know kids didn't have AD&D uh, 10 years ago. This is all pharmacia created. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad that you use that word weaponization. Um, it's important to realize that, you know, they're not just, their goal is not just to make us weapons against one another to destroy life and cause death, but ultimately, you know, the enemy's wanting to make us weapons against God. Yes. He wants to use our authority to help storm the throne room. Yep. Spoiler alert, if you caught our <laughs> uh, dig on Revelation, our study on Revelation, uh, so the battle of Armageddon is going to come up, and literally the Lord spends, you know, half a verse on the destruction of the armies of Armageddon. 
Like it, it, like it's not like he, even spoke, he didn't even speak the whole sentence. By my command, I will destroy the armies of the earth. He goes, no, I'm coming. That's it. Right, or, or he could have been sitting there, like you know, because you have done this and this, you know, the whole declaration. You know, now you will be judged. No, he just says, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh boy <laughs> those have to be some of the scariest words i think in the bible <laughs> i'm coming <laughs> yep that's right and how listen it's a great and fearful day um you know and yeah. it's uh man we might get to see this in our lifetime jesse i'm kind of i think we will think and we i'm will. gonna be glad that i'm not on that side of wrath that you know, I've asked the Lord into my heart, and I know that we'll be on that side standing with him. Um, I'm glad that I don't have to be the one seeing his face as he's coming for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> No, I'm going to be behind him. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> the shadow of the Lord has never looked more pleasant. <laughs> right, right. Hallelujah. Yep. All right. So we got a lot to discuss. Uh, we're going to be talking some international stuff uh, with, uh, if you don't mind, Jesse, I will start with what is happening in Canada, eh? Yeah, in Canada. I like to call it Canada. <laughs> Canada. Yeah. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so let's just talk about what happened. Uh, Canada stood up. The people stood up and listen, I'm living here right now. I did not see that coming. I just got to be forthright. I've always felt that it's too late for Canada. And I, I'll tell you, something rose up in my spirit when this movement started happening. And, mm -hmm. and I can tell you from on the ground reports for the three weeks that they were uh, you know, there and and exercising their their uh, right to speak. That many many people got saved. There were there were anointed Holy Spirit filled people doing Jericho walks around the mm -hmm. Parliament. They were praying. They were anointing. And by the way, these these people may listen to Right Off Radio. They may not. But I'm telling you, this was happening. Uh, I have on-the-ground reports of this stuff happening. And when you see a move of God like that, and no matter what the deep state threw at them, Jesse, they threw false flag after false flag. They, you know, and the people did not budge. They did not break their peace. They did not break their integrity. And just a, a couple things that are really important to bring out uh, because this is how a, a Marxist revolution uh, works. So when you see the cops, and, the, and right now, currently, uh, police are doing checkpoints. You can't go block mm -hmm. to block uh, in Ottawa. Like, it is locked down like, you know, uh, the gulag, essentially. But when you look at it, and I've watched tons of video, they're all the young cops none of the old ones okay yeah. this is important to note because uh, the younger generation has gone through much indoctrination through our public schools yeah. so they're very susceptible to this and to the messaging okay so i'm not coming against them i'm just saying 
they've been, for lack of a better term, MK Ultra. Mm -hmm. Or trained, you know, they've been, they've gone through that educational instruction and that's what they're trained in. And, and, and so many of the uh, police force refused to take part in this. There's been a mass exodus. They had to bring in police from all around the country. They chose the young guys. And of course, there are the reports. And I know some people have tried to debunk it, but I'm telling you, the proof is there. Those were UN soldiers in those uh, army fatigue type of things. So uh, here's, here's one interesting thing on a Marxist revolution. They gave all of these police and, and the UN guys, Jesse, they stayed at the Chateau Fairmont, which is essentially one of the most luxurious hotels in Canada, the most luxurious in Ottawa. That's where the queen would stay when she comes to yeah. Ottawa, for instance. Uh, you know, we're talking $600 a night sort of thing. Extremely lavish. All these cops that were brought in from all over the place were treated to this extravagant luxury. That, that sounds like a ploy of the enemy to lure and to, you know, draw people in to do his will. Yeah, like, the, 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 you know, these young guys, man, I've never been treated this way. All I got to do is go pick a fight. You know, I've got all those clubs. They won't hit back. I'm telling yeah. you, it's a, it was a, it's a lure. So, um, Shame on the ones that participated, for sure, but good on the majority of them that did not want to do this. And all through the, the three weeks, there was uh, actually a lot of unity. There was a couple problem officers. Of course, there's always going to be mm -hmm. some, but there was a lot of unity and a lot of, uh, a lot of the cops were on the side of Canadians. So I want to say that, but then the emergency measures thing was brought in. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and so there was no emergency, first of all. Everyone knows yeah. it. Yeah. And after everything was cleared, they still vow on pursuing everyone who was up there. They're taking cell phone data. They have facial recognition. They still want to freeze bank accounts. They want to do this. They want to do this. And from my understanding, and I it could be corrected here, so you can fact check me on this, but they've rescinded yesterday the emergency order, but they did advertise before they did that, that they planned on keeping those powers. Yeah. Okay? And, and this is just like, you know, it's, it in reality is no different than the mafia, you know, because they would pursue you with the thugs once you're marked, you're marked, and they're gonna, you know, pursue you until they've gotten everything that you owe them. You know, they will destroy your personal life, which would include your, you know, finances, your accounts, your business. Uh, you know, then they go to your work life. I mean, it it just doesn't stop. It's that it never ending intimidation tactic. And it, yeah, and it's to pre prevent anyone. Why? Okay, first of all, why? Because they're scared. They don't yeah. do these things unless they're scared. Yesterday in Ontario, which is the main province, uh, the province I live in, they ruined 39 family-owned trucking businesses. Gone. 
39. That's major. Right. Now, when they rescinded this act, I want to let people of Canada know this is not a celebration. Many people are saying, we won. No. Some of the mandates have been lifted. Not all of the mandates have been lifted. The Emergency Act has been rescinded, but this goes to problem, reaction, solution. And of course, we know because uh, Little Potato is part of the World Economic Forum, they're going towards a reset. So let me right. tell you what they've done here in psychological warfare means, Jesse. And tell me if you agree. They put in this Emergencies Act for because the mainstream media, which is the virus, which is the thing that has to fall. If this right. we don't want to take down governments, we want to take down these media outlets. How do you do it? By not watching. Right. But what has happened is they're betting on the minds of the people and track record would prove them right. Our history would prove them right in this, that people will think, okay, well, the emergency act was put in and then it was rescinded because two weeks ago seems like a long time in a news cycle. And that way, when it comes up again, people are not scared of it coming in like they were the first time. Because we've right. been through it. We survived it. It was no big deal. It was short-lived. They are preparing you for what they want to do. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. And, you know, they do those stages. It's, you know, they always do like a test once or twice before they actually do um, the actual event or the actual plan. And that's so that they can take people off guard uh, they want you to be desensitized. They want you not to, you know, to react the way you initially would react if it's something all of a sudden just thrust upon you in its fullness. But at the same time, they want you to have this, you know, this is part of their cruelty, I think. You know, I experienced this as a kid all the time where, you know, they want you to feel safe. They want you to feel like, oh, it's not that bad. And then when you get hit with the reality of what it really is, you don't know how to cope. You don't know how to navigate through that. And then, you know, that gives them power and control because your base reactions are always going to be out of fear. And, and it's almost like boiling a frog. The frog doesn't notice yeah. the temperature is getting warmer. Look, people are going to celebrate. Oh, some mandates are going away. Uh, you don't need a uh, passport to go to a restaurant now. So what are people going to do? They're going to go celebrate and go to a restaurant. And by the way, I might do that as well. It's been a while for me. Uh, well, and by but, that, they've gotten you to comply and not fight with the fact that you don't have to have a passport. In fact, you don't have to have a driver's license. You don't have to pay your taxes. You know, but by... By doing it the way that they're doing, you just like comply like, oh, well, I can go out and I can do so without a passport, you know, but they're still getting you to comply to the way they want to run things. Well, I, I, I haven't complied throughout this whole thing, just for the record, <laughs> you know, Good. I've been pretty yeah. adamant. <laughs> now I, I've picked my battles, of course. I did you know. as well. Yes. 
but no, I, I haven't complied. I've been the guy who's been showing his face, uh, although many people like to see it covered, <laughs> but I've been the one guy out there that has not, and I have not conformed. Good. I'm proud of you, Jeff. Yeah, well, you we plan to keep it that <laughs> Yeah, we, we got to pick our battles uh, because I think the biggest battle is still coming. You don't want to be taken out of the game real early, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and you know, if you get foolish and uh, you get caught up in emotion, which, you know, listen, I've battled that as well because of what we've been going through. And you know, listen, yeah. I've been going down making my voice heard. I've been doing things, but not on the grand scale that my nature would want me to do. You know, I, I want to fight, yeah. you know. Um, and it's hard to not fight. It's hard to, you know, this has been a very long drawn out battle and it's hard to take it in the different stages. You know, I was ready over six years ago for it to be done, you know, yeah. and it didn't end up that way. It ended up where, you know, there was a lot of other things that had to be in place for the bigger picture and in order to get everybody that they needed to get who were in the system, you know, it had to be this way. And, but it makes it, it's hard when you have to be patient and pick those battles. Yeah, I, I think we had a technical difficulty. I'm assuming the recording probably picked you up anyways. That often happens when, uh, when we see the spinning circles of death on the screen. Uh, but yeah, listen, it's, you, listen, I, you know, Jesse and I have been engaged and, you know, part of where we've been called is to just be right here. And by the way, this doesn't come without consequence. Uh, Jesse and I will both attest to that. Um, <laughs> however, it's getting a community together to understand and then you spread out. Listen, Jesus started with his uh, 12 disciples. We're not calling ourselves Christ, but Jesus set an example for us. So we start to build and we start to, I don't want to say, well, we do disciple when we, you know, read the scriptures on Sunday and things like that. But we want people to understand what the Lord has been showing us. And then, and by the way, don't trust us. Go to the Lord directly for your own discernment. Don't trust man. Don't trust woman. Yep, absolutely. But I think we're past, you know, the Lord has shown this weekend, um, you know, there's been some major shifts that have happened spiritually. And, you know, first the Lord has said that the cup of his wrath has reached the brim and now it's ready and it's time for it to spill out. And with that, you know, he's, he's sent us to send out that call for his army. You know, in the old days when the army was gathered, there would be those who had the trumpets or the chauffeur. They would give the, the call. And as they gave that call, the army would gather and step into their positions. So that's the point that we are at right now, that pivotal point where, you know, even take this right now. You know, we're putting that call out there and saying, it's time, you know, you need to be in that right relationship with God. You need to know what his will is and what he's called you to do in the army. And you need to be stepping forward, ready to answer that call. And, uh, you know, 
that's what we see our Canadian brothers and sisters doing. They're answering that call. They're, you know, that'll be, they're just being obedient. They're doing what the Lord is desiring them to do at this moment. And, you know, we're seeing it kind of across the board that Christians in all these other countries also, you know, everybody's having to step up to the plate and I'll take that, you know, that's not even just Christians. We've got, you know, those who are not believers who also are stepping up to the plate with us. The soon to be Christians, Jesse. That's right. I do call them. I do believe they will be saved. So. And so it's not only important to, you know, really go to God. So don't fight about who has a prophetic voice or this or that. You got to go to God directly, but also, and, and I, I know this is a word from God. You have to establish around you locally as well. You need to establish your local community. You need to have people behind you. You need to start thinking about, uh, sourcing things like food. You need to start thinking. And because, listen, we're going to go through a hard time here. Uh, it yeah. might be short-lived. It might be drawn out. I don't know. But I know that you cannot do this alone. Or you should not do it alone. I won't say you can't. God can make anything happen he wants to. But you should not do it alone. And God has called us to be the church and to be the congregation congregation means gathering together and that doesn't mean you know at uh, 10 o'clock on sunday every week necessarily it's more than that well yeah i mean as the church gathered together you know what happened among them the lord performed signs wonders and miracles and you know we're not to walk by sight anymore which it's really hard especially as we see all these things happening it's hard to not walk by sight and we have to walk by faith and you know Corinne boom um she was a dutch woman who went through um hitler and in the nazis and all of that and had gone through the concentration camps and she taught me one of the most powerful things that i've ever learned and it was you know that when you start to worry or when you're afraid you're to remember the power of God and that, how do you do that? It's just simply, you know, speaking out or sharing all of those stories out of scripture where God is doing something. So, you know, as we see stuff with, you know, the truckers, what, what's one of the ways the enemy is hitting them? He's trying to cut off supply chains for food and water, but how many times in scripture do we see these miraculous signs around food and water You know, you have um, the Israelites who literally the Lord caused manna to fall down from heaven. Then you have later, you know, Elijah goes through um, the famine with a widow and, you know, she's got nothing. She's got enough to make one more cake of bread with oil and flour. And then, you know, her and her son were planning to die. Yet God caused it so that as her and her son took Elijah in, that those jars of oil and flour never ran out for three years, three years. Um, Corey experienced that miracle herself. They had a bottle of vitamins that, that was for her sister's bad heart 
And they knew when they went in the concentration camp that they, the Lord was going to ask them to share that. So anybody who needed it, they administered those vitamins to. And the entire time they were there, the bottle did not run empty. And it was the day after she got out was when that bottle dried up. So, you know, think of those miracles. And that's what we need to do to encourage one another is to proclaim and and to say, you know, we're not going to be afraid. We're going to ask, we're going to declare, Lord, open your storehouses of abundance to us because you are good. You know, the enemy can't keep those doors shut. You know, we've got more angels to open them up than he's got to keep them shut. So, you know, Jesse, in the past, we've, we didn't disagree. We just had a different approach on uh, God's provision. And I truly believe that God can supply supernaturally. Um, and, but I've also been an advocate of preparedness. And that's right. And, and so, what the biblical examples you just gave me, uh, or gave the audience as well, it, and I think of Jesus feeding the 40,000 as well. Yeah. But here's the thing in every one of those examples, they started with something. That's right. They did have something. So, so you should be prepared, but then praise God for his provision. Well, so actually, now we agree, take that back. The, the manna from heaven, Jeff, they had nothing but desert. So unless you're <laughs> including the uh, desert, okay. God literally supplied from heaven. All right, but we're in the new covenant, and Jesus started off with five loaves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and two fishes in one story <laughs> provided by a child. That's the amazing part given out of the heart from the heart of a child. Um, yeah. And I, you know, it is that dynamic part that I think it's so important as communities to really, you know, work together to know, you know, cause not one person can really have everything that's needed. But as we reach out, as we get to know one another in our communities, we know what everybody has collectively. And as you bring stuff together in time of need, you know, it stretches farther. Um, Like some of the things they would do in those older days is that, you know, if everybody had something to bring for the pot of soup, you'd have a pot of soup that could feed many, many families, you know. So that's the type of living that we need to start thinking about is, is how do we live as communities and not just individual households? That's right. Counting on the corporate store to go to, to get your stuff. Got us, listen, find out your local food suppliers. There's, you know, local people everywhere. There's farmers markets everywhere. Get to know these people, get to know where they're at. Where, where do you grow? Where do you live? Get to know them. You know, it's, uh, That's right. and, and, and also consider what you can bring to the table. Yeah. And I'm going to give a challenge up there. I know this is going to be a really hard challenge and I'm not, I'm not saying it to promote or to excuse because the Lord calls us to, you know, call people to account. And ultimately he desires that nobody should perish, that everybody should come to him. But we really need to even think about those in our communities who aren't believers or even those who, who may be into occultic things or witchcraft. 
Um, ultimately, our goal is to bring them into that relationship with the Lord. But we also need to know what do these people have to offer? Some of those individuals are very good at homeopathic type, you know, medicines or things like that. So in a life saving situation, you know, if you don't have the resources or you don't have the ability, you can't run to the hospital to, you know, take your child in. You may need to be in that position where you're connecting and making interactions with these individuals to use resources ultimately that belong to God, that they've learned how to steward. And, um, you know, so I encourage people to maybe take that challenge and use it to build those connections, get to know those people, use every opportunity as something to minister into their lives. You know, remembering that, you know, just like us, they're human. They, they experience grief, they experience loss, they experience financial hardships. And those are the areas that we can come alongside of and minister to them through and show them that, hey, we're here to walk with you through these hardships. You know, we're not enemies. We're, we're all people at the end of the day. And, right. um, you know, so use those moments um, to build those connections because, you know, it, if let's just say the worst of the worst happens, those people may be the only person you have uh, with you to stand with. You know, I mean, what happens if the enemy comes through and all of your Christian brethren are murdered or taken out? You know, who are you going to have to stand with? You know, um, so that's how I think. But <laughs> well, you know what? What's brilliant about that, Jesse, is first of all, they were created by God just like you were. They've taken a wrong path, and maybe it was their personal circumstances that brought them down a wrong path. However, they're spiritually seeking. And when Satan abandons them as, you know, he wants to starve the world for his reset. Uh, listen, no money, no food, no funny, right? These guys might turn to God in that. That might be part of the great harvest. And you, because you've uh, learned about this stuff by following Jesse, by watching right on radio and other programs, you might be the one that God has prepared to deal with these people. So That's I right. really want to put out an encouragement to, to back up what the challenge that Jesse put out. So let, let's go back to the, the political and geopolitical stuff. Um, so the other thing about Canada uh, that uh, has in common with what you're seeing happening in the United States right now is it's being destroyed from within. Yeah. They have cut the energies. Uh, so a little potato cut, the pipelines on both coasts, he's cut uh, production. You know, uh, Canada by far could be one of the richest countries in the world and should be. Um, and a very underpopulated, sparsely populated country uh, with massive land and massive resources. And the United States, uh, you know, I, I heard an interview with uh, DJT just from yesterday. He was saying, you know, when you combine like, you know, the Arab uh, oil resources and Russia's resources, the United States was more than double them. It completely energy independent. And Canada yeah. should not be importing, of course, but they're destroying 
from within. And they're doing that on purpose. That is part of the Marxist revolution. And to what, so just understand, they cut production in the Western world, essentially, because they don't want people to be in charge of production. They want that power for themselves. So by eliminating the production, by eliminating the middle class, then they can start production again, but be in complete control of it. And by the way, if you think, you know, the lockdowns and stuff like that that happened uh, because of the the boogie-woogie man that was going around for the last two years, the next one is the climate emergency. That's look. They they clearly broadcast this in their plans. So it, it, this isn't Jeff with a prophetic word. I just read what they and listen to what they say. And the climate emergency, they have to go to all this new green stuff that they know you're going to have power for about an hour a day when they get their way with this. Well, like, well, see, I I interpret this all differently, Jeff. Because see, growing up in that world. When they said it was time for the climate control action to come in, that meant they were calling forward the Sisters of Light, who are the individuals who, you know, understand the depths of elemental magic and who also are highly engaged in weather magic. So I hear, you know, shoot, we're not making any progress. It's time to call our security team, the Sisters of Light, who are going to, you know, attack with weather magic. And, you know, that's that's where it goes, I guess. Well, it, no, no, listen, I, I think we're in complete agreement. And I think that is part of their plan. And, and by the way, uh, they have fail-safes like HARP as well to piggyback on it. So, you know, HARP creates something and then they do their little woo-woo-woo-woo-woo stuff and yeah. uh, they steer it this way, steer it that way, whatever. I, look, I don't understand exactly what they can do, but you're absolutely right. It's the it's the physical, the political, and the spiritual war that are acting in parallel. And that's yeah. the point of this. But you, you listen... When, and we're going to talk about Ukraine. We're going to talk about Russia. We're going to talk. But here's the thing. You should feel good after this broadcast because they don't know what God is doing. And and look, I don't know exactly what God is doing, but I'm telling you, he's not sleeping. He's not napping. He is in charge of this stuff and he is doing something. And And maybe... He's bringing on the tribulation. That's a complete possibility. You know, right. maybe we're entering it. We see the alliance between Iran, Russia, and uh, and China right now. And to me, that's kind of setting the stage for the last battle. Now, I I would have a little bit of disagreements, but um, no, yeah, please. there's some end time prophecies that are kind of interesting, especially in regards to Iran and Iraq. And, um, you know, the Lord in the old days, Iran was also known as Assyria. And um, one of, I believe it's in the book of Isaiah, where the Lord compares and he says, you know, that Israel is his chosen, his people. And then he says, Egypt, my inheritance. and um, I forget what he calls. He calls 
a serious something, my handiwork. So I think that there's some major things that God's doing and I don't put the power of, or don't put anything past the power of God. Yeah, no, no. So we, we don't disagree at all, Jesse. I, I'm just saying the enemy is trying to rush his agenda and that's why they're creating this alliance between with the Persians, essentially Russian, China, and and Iran. Uh, that the enemy's the enemy's been trying to bring on this since the beginning of time, because he thinks he can win. Right. And but God is always doing countermeasures. It's again problem, uh, reaction, solution, reset. And yeah. when I say reset. I think God wants to change humanity as well. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I don't think he wants to change humanity. I know he wants humanity to change and not be under Lucifer's dark rule. He wants fellowship with us. He wants to walk with us. He wants he wants to walk in the garden with us again. You know, and I'm not calling I'm not saying we're going to be in the garden of Eden don't read in anything I just said, but it's that example of the fellowship and the walk with him that the world and, you know, Pharaoh, quite honestly, has been trying to keep us from doing okay. this entire time because he would be defeated so easily if we knew what God has called us to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to, you know, even the stuff with the media and what we see happening we have to be so careful to pray through what it is we're hearing and, and how they're displaying visually what we're seeing. Um, you know, what I believe is happening is that really, um, I think it all revolves around, you know, the transportation, the buying, the selling, and the utilization of children. And so, you know, we know that, you know, even we'll just say with Ukraine in those areas, that that's one of the highest, you know, spots where everything kind of comes down to. That's one of their central hubs. And I do believe that, you know, I don't know what we're calling the individual who's going in, like leading this brigade um, against Ukraine. But I believe that, you know, that there's more behind that pact with Iran and China than we know. You know, those have been some of the biggest uh countries where particularly women and children have yeah. been you know um bought sold traded so i think that you know i think that there is a coming together of these men who are are taking charge they're saying we've had enough as leaders of our country you know, we're not going to allow this to continue. We're not going to allow the exploitation to continue. Um, and they're taking that stand. But I, at the same time, you know, knowing the enemy, I also believe that he's going to twist everything to make it look differently. Um, you know, how easy it would be for him to twist everything and make us believe that this really was about war. And, you know, then to you know, raise up the one that he's attempting to raise up as bringing the peace to that war. And so, you know, we have to really be wise and discerning in this time and not just follow everything that we hear 
we need to think how the enemy would think and act accordingly. Um, you know, because God does want, he, you know, we're told that there's a period of time before those end days where there will be a great harvest. And I think that we're there. I think that, you know, we're there and we need to be supporting those who are on the front line of making that great harvest happen. That's right. And you know what? I'm glad you kind of segued it. I, I want to finish off with the United States, then we'll go back over to uh, what's happening in Ukraine because it all ties in together. Uh, yeah. and, and by the way, for some of you, because I did receive a few messages uh, who listened to the military analyst yesterday, he started out uh, the program by saying he has sent me five essays that will prove that uh, Trump is not our savior. I've never thought Trump is our savior. I have Just, not either. I've never claimed that. I no. I claim, you know, my my opinion, which I'm I'm allowed to my opinion, you know, is that I stand with him shoulder to shoulder in the endeavor to end, um, or I'll put it a different way, shoulder to shoulder to see the captives come out of the darkness. And no one has ever been willing to go to such great depths to bring out those who were bound in the deepest darkness. And I truly believe that he and the men and women working with him, they've heard those cries. God's given them the ability to be part of one of the most miraculous, you know, things in history. But that certainly does not mean that I think he's a, a, the savior or no. a savior even. He's not. He's, he's a person who God has anointed for a, a time and a purpose. And I got to say, you know, he certainly is doing a damn good job at what God's called him to do. Um, you know, it doesn't, that's, doesn't say anything about his heart. You know, I believe that in this matter, you know, he has a heart to bring an end to these things. And that's exactly what he's done. So. Yeah, and listen, there's rumors that he might be light side of the system. He might listen. We know he's not a dark hat, but right, we know he's not a dark is, hat. God can use him, and and when Jesse just said that, um, I'm going to say this because I don't know if Jesse would. <laughs> so, not only do we see that the he started an entire department of the government to go after the trafficking and things like that. But we actually have inside information that he's been acting on other very uh, deep intel. Let's say that uh, that well, and Jesse, you could. Well, smile. they made some of that. Yeah, they made some of that public. So I think we can totally go there. You know, um, they've brought out some of the videos of conversations. Um, I'll just encourage people to go to a certain. Um, we'll say depart or telegram channel um, to see the video. Or if you go on my Twitter, you can see the video. I've been putting it under the stuff with the hands and stuff like that. Um, but that was, you know, the biggest uh, tangible evidence that I gave was the ritual walls where they've got over 200 years worth of handprints on there. So that's a lot of handprints. And, um, you know, they had all sorts of tech. Um, I would propose that the whole wall situation had, 
it did have some stuff with building and, and making it so that, you know, between the areas where there was a lot of smuggling and stuff coming in, um, you know, they did put build walls so to help prevent that. But I think the wall was much, much more. I think it had to do with them, you know, getting those prints. And uh, as, you know, the video evidence states, you know, the individual in that video um, is talking about how hard it is, how difficult it is to, you know, bring these public political officials down. You know, there's only two ways to do it. You have to get them, as they say, on treason and sedition, or you have to prove that they themselves have caused harm to somebody. And, you know, he states that. I'm quoting him pretty much verbatim on that. And, uh, you know, and then what does he say? You know, he poses a question, you know, but I believe it's more than just a question. But he says, you know, what if we had certain individuals' handprints in HRC's victim's blood? Handprint. Yeah. What if we had and, it in oh, victim's when, blood? When you see yeah. the meme with the handprint across her face that's been going around, we think that that's very purposeful. And yeah. we look at what uh, Durham has been doing. We look at, uh, you know, the different things, the different states that are happening and and by the way, uh, I just want to finish off with with DJT here. Look, he's not the savior, but I believe he was anointed by God to do this job. And I do believe he's coming back. Is it taking longer than it should? Absolutely. But uh, you should not be rooting against him. Let me just say that. Do not root against yeah. him right now. Um, you know, the, this is a war. War sometimes takes longer than you expect. And, you know, I really believe that things are going to happen. And, uh, and, and just, you gave the perfect segue to go back over to Ukraine because, you know, the media will tell us it's about, uh, you know, it's the weakness of, of, uh, the acting pedotis, you know, that's going on. Um, it's all this and, and, you know, Vlad is taking advantage of the weakness and yeah, I think there's some truth to that, but we think that Ukraine holds many, many secrets and yeah. at the heart of all these things, what is the most precious commodity in the world, Jesse? Yeah. Children, children, people at the heart of this. And I think at the heart of Ukraine and why, you know, Joey B and his team are so panicked over that. Why do they want to protect borders over there when they have the open border on the South? Right. Because there's secrets in Ukraine. Yeah. And you had mentioned the, uh, the tie between a few men and we've brought this out before Jesse, we believe that, uh, you know, 45, uh, Vladimir and G are working together. Yeah, that there was the treaty that they made. Well, they basically signed themselves all into republics. So they're republics now run by the people. And um, yeah, so, you know, I think Ukraine is kind of the last place to fall. It's been one of those underground hidden places out of 
pretty much out of sight, out of mind kind of deal. Um, but I think that all of this is to bring it front and center. And you see, you know, it's like I always think war strategy, okay? If we've got all these things from, you know, China coming in and going on, why all of a sudden does the focus completely change to this little place that's been off the radar pretty much? You know, why would, you know, Putin want to take all his debt endeavors and put that focus on there. And it's like, he's going in like a, like a mama bear raging. Okay. That's how I see it. And I think it's very purposeful and I will put this out there. I can't give details, but I believe that he has found out that some of the individuals working very closely with him have been part of that huge hub of you know, exploiting women and children out of Ukraine. And I believe he's going in with a vengeance like a mama bear, first to get his people out, and second to, you know, ring up those, or ring in, lasso those people that um, tried to pull a wool over his eyes, you know. So I think that's what we're really seeing, and that it's not just this random you know, since when has he ever just randomly gone and almost attacked just out of nowhere? He's not that type of world well, leader. Well, the last time was when, uh, you know, uh, the the Phoenix and uh, Joey B were in power was the last time. Right? Right. So, and, and by the way, neither Jesse or myself are painting... Uh, Vlad as a saint. We're not. We're not painting we're not, we're not. <laughs> as a saint. We're not painting Trump as a saint. But I'm telling you, it's our firm belief that they're working together and you should cheer them on. Now, Jean that, yeah. is going against the uh, the party that's there, the deep state that he has himself. And, and, and yeah. by the way, so we're not trying to put, you know, uh, Vlad as a saint or she is a saint. They're probably, and this is my speculation, Jesse, jockeying for power and position and what's going to happen in the future. There's a good chance of that, that they're using it as a means to a greater end. That's always a possibility. But They know what moment, side is going to win and they want to be on that side. Yeah. But I mean, at the moment, you know, They've got, it is like a huge chess game. And, you know, as that chess game progresses, you constantly have, you know, these pawns that are making it to the other side and get an upgrade. And, you know, I think that that's what we see. You know, we're going to see it happen until the end. But I think it's important too, again, you know, we've talked about, well, let me bring out, yeah, there's a couple things important. First, you know, What's our number one job in relation to, you know, what God has called us to do? He ultimately wants everyone to come to a knowledge of the truth and into a relationship with him. So our first job has to be to pray for these men, no matter which side they're on. You don't know what opportunities God's going to provide for you. There may come a moment in your life where you cross paths with one of these kings who or rulers who do not know God. 
I think of Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, and how did God turn around Cyrus and Darius's hearts, the other kings? You know, literally Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to be shoved into a fiery furnace. But God used that to bring that king into a relationship with him. And that king, you know, some of the greatest prayers, go back, read the book of Daniel, read the prayers of those kings. They are some of the greatest evangelistic prayers you will ever read. Um, and then, you know, beyond prayer, you know, we're called to um, really, you know, come alongside and en encourage our brethren. And, you know, to do that, you have to know who your brethren are. You have to know where their hearts are with God. So, you know, we need to be seeking and asking the Lord to show us where these men's hearts really are. Because if they are our brethren, then we have a duty to walk with them before the Lord and to be raising them up in what he's called them to do. So, you know, it's important to keep those things in mind um, and not allow that fear or the thing, the narratives that are being pushed, um, you know, to be too advanced because, you know, if we'll just, you know, these men, they're engaging not just in a physical battle, it's a spiritual one as well. So they do need people to have their rear guard. They need people to go in ahead of them. They need the way paved in the spirit world for them to be able to finish the job that they have to do. And so, you know, how many of us are warriors? How many of us are called to spiritual warfare? Every single one of us. All of us, yeah. All of us are, are being called up. So guess what? How many hours a day are you spending praying for these men, for Putin, for the leaders of Iran, for the leaders of China? How many hours a day are you spending in prayer for them and praying that, you know, asking the Lord, what is your will for their life? What's really going on? And Lord, how can I strategically pray through this and for them? And that's what we need to be doing. You know, we don't by even the way, fight. I will not answer that question because I would be embarrassed by the answer. Uh, well, I'm going to take it a step further, Jeff. We are called to fight for the souls of men. There are some scripture talks about in Hebrews 11 and 12 that there are some literally who are snatched from the fire by the seat of their pants. How mm -hmm. can you snatch someone from the fire if you are not interceding and praying for them? So we need to take it to the next level, people. Um, you know, we need to be in fervent prayer for these men. And, you know, it might be a moment where we're snatching them by the seat of their pants. It may be a moment where we're literally holding off, you know, the, the enemy spiritually in war as they're making their physical advancements. Um, you know, if it's for children, this is a thing. There may be children involved. There may be rats that they're trying to arrest. Are you going to hold your place in the army so these men can do the job they need to do? That's right. And listen, one of the places we can do it, and obviously we need to spend our personal time doing these things, Jesse, but uh, Singapore Prayer Celebration on Telegram, 
Saturday right. night at eight o'clock. Uh, that's where we come together as a community and we pray. Uh, Jesse, Jesse is often there. I'm often there. We take a bit of a back seat. We've got some really strong prayer people, but I'm telling you, we do war there. And, uh, yeah. and please join us, you know, considering how many followers we have, you know, unless we get a decent amount of people there, don't get me wrong. We got a good crowd, but it should be way, way more. And I listen, Saturday night might be inconvenient for you. Okay. Um, it might be inv- inconvenient for you when, uh, evil forces overtake part of, uh, part of the armies because we didn't pray. So just balance that together and, uh, yeah, Jesse, it goes back to the beginning. It's they're creating all kinds of problems. They're making us react. And by the way, reactions should not be emotional. And yeah. that's the problem. And I want to reinforce something you said earlier, Jesse, by when we're going by sight. When you go by your sight, oh, I saw it on TV, or I heard this, or or this person who's a good person said this, we're affected emotionally. That's how we're made. And the worst decisions are made emotionally. They're the worst for you, and the outcome for other people is usually bad. So we need to step back, seek out God, walk in his rest, Walk in his spiritual sight. Don't believe things that you're seeing or hearing until you get confirmation from God. And and some of you might be saying, well, I don't get confirmation from God. The more you press in and ask and ask seriously, not just like, God, would you show me if that guy's good? And then you carry on doing whatever you're doing. That's not the way it works. God's not... He's not taking your question serious. Oh, you want to know? Flippantly. And look, and I'm guilty of these things myself. I, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm working through these issues myself. Uh, and so is Jesse, I'm sure. Uh, Jesse, yeah. you're not on your knees praying 20 hours a day. We know that because you're on shows about <laughs> half the right time. Right now, yeah. But I mean, there's a time, you know, there was a time I was spending two to eight hours a day in intercession. And you know, I had other times where the Lord's had me interceding for over 30 years for some of these individuals. And, you know, it took 30 years of being on my knees every day, at least an hour praying for these people, for the Lord to show me their hearts. You know, some of them, you know, you would think, hey, that guy's not so good. You know, in fact, that I guy's my enemy. Him. Yeah, <laughs> but as I prayed for him, you know, these people would come right alongside of me. I found that, you know, they would stand with me. They didn't betray me. They, you know, had the same, um, I'll just say the same purposes in mind. You know, they wanted to work to end the things happening to women and children as well. And, you know, some of them have had to make very bold stands that, you know, they're putting their lives on the line every day in order to do what the Lord's asked them to do. And so we've got to really, you know, prayer is key. Intercession is key. And, you know, there's a difference. I kind of want to say this, that there's a difference um, in prayer 
a lot of times many of us were able to pray, but then the next step is, are you capable in your prayer? You know, does your prayer start to accomplish something? Okay. So we can be able, we can be capable. We can also be, um, you know, competent, which means we can do it well. You know, we're, we're making a difference with it. But then there's a last step where we all need to get. And that's the most powerful step where it means that we're not just able, capable, or, um, you know, competent, but we are confident, which means we're walking fully with the Lord in that we're in sync with him and our prayers. What does it say? The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. You know, we're getting a, um, we're sowing the seed, but we're getting a harvest seven or tenfold off of that prayer. So that's the place where we need to get. And if our prayers aren't there, then we need to be seeking the Lord and asking why and asking for that change. You know, Lord, what do I need to do to get from that point where I just know I can pray to where I'm praying confidently? I'm knowing that there's nothing that is too great for you. In fact, you know, I know that you've given to me the ability to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out the demons, and I'm doing so abundantly without holding back. And I've always come back to that. It's, it's, you actually have to believe you have to have faith. Jesus told us this himself. And, and we all have experience when we know we're praying for someone or for something and we don't have the faith, but I think most of us who are effective in prayer and all of us can be, and should be, uh, not one of you is exempt from this. You can be, and should be. But you also know for sure when you're praying in alignment because the Spirit of God is inside of you agreeing and you just know. And you listen, uh, Jesse and I pray together quite a bit. Uh, We send prayer requests back and forth to each other. And I'm not trying to lift myself up in any way, Jesse, but you know that I either tell you I'm praying in faith or I'm not. And I know the difference. And yeah. you know, I, I was I'm still waiting, because... Jeff. You're going to do more than move mountains out of the way. So <laughs> I am I, confident. I, you know, Jeff, I believe in I'm what already doing it. Do with your prayers, I'm confident that, I, in I, what He's going to do with your prayer. So I, I believe it. It's very few things I pray over and over because I prayed it and I believed it and I move on. God, what else do we do? We have to pray for. What else do you got? You know, now sometimes we have to continue. It just depends on what it is and things like that. But, you know, I, I just think that's a, the perfect place to uh, to kind of end this show, Jesse. Although I do want to mention, uh, because it's a special friend of Jesse and Jeff, who's coming on and his at his debut with the Saturday Night Sermon, his debut... And are you wanting me to say the name? No, but I'm going to give a clue because he's been on the show twice before. And here's the strongest clue. It was before we were doing video, but I think it was episode somewhat. I think it's episode 17. We had 
the Ghost Rider. And it's only on Podbean oh, right now. But he is coming on as one of our uh, uh, people doing Saturday Night Sermon in rotation. And I'm so excited. And I'm I, excited. Uh, he He's sent one me a of my favorites. He he, yeah. he doesn't beat he doesn't beat us up with scripture. I'm just gonna let you know. He it's a nope. but it's a real conversation for the church. Let me tell you, it's a real conversation, and you are gonna be blessed and you're gonna be moved by it. Uh he's a powerful man of God who overcame the darkest of paths. Listen to the ghost rider, the original interview with him. It's only on Podbean. Uh, and then right after that, singing poor prayer celebration. Jesse will be back on Sunday with Acts yes, chapter six. And uh, not sure, but uh, you never know if there's going to be a broadcast on Podbean exclusive live Fridays. Having fun doing them. Uh, Friday's just always a loose kind of show, it seems. Although last weekend we had a last week we had an interview, uh, but it, you know we try to keep yeah. it loose and keep it fun and. Uh, yeah, so listen, we're uh, we keep going. Uh, we're very active, and uh, we're hoping to even expand in the future. And we could be expanding with maybe you being part of the Right On Radio family and our our team here. Uh, we do want to lift people up uh, when possible, and uh, we want to get more stuff out there. So you never know. Jesse, final words? Nope, I think that's it. So I'll let you close. Well, I have a final word. You sh if you purchased Dominion and Authority, go back and go through it again. Because I think, and, and by the way, you can go through it multiple times and you should go through it multiple times. Look, you don't even have to watch it. You can just uh, have, have, have it beside you and have it playing. It's the words. It's the encouragement. Uh, that you're going to get from that. And I think, you know, we didn't do this as an advertisement, but it's really serious. This is where the battle is. Protect your mind from the narratives that are going on. Protect your mind from the intel. It's okay to look at intel because we want to know what's going on so we know how to pray and know how to fight. But it's time to become effective in this. Jonas first Singapore prayer celebration on Saturday. But in the meantime, Jesse, we say love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.